Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's happening out there, podcast land? Hey, this is Pastor Hank, and I'm pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got with me one more time. We got Miss Mona, my home slice. Hey, everybody. We got producer Nan, but producer Nan is not live today. He is actually producing. So he is <laughs> doing, doing some, some stuff over there. Yeah. So um, this is the Mosaic of Marion, and we're so glad you're with us one more time. So, hey. Hey. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was good. It was good. We were camping. It was beautiful. Woo-hoo. Right on the lake, right on the water, and it was beautiful weather and we had a really good time that's awesome man. Yep. had a good thanksgiving um got through it um first one without my dad yeah. so yep. that was a little tough but um hey god's good you know he gave yes. us all a bunch of grace and mercy but then went hung out with my brother and son and my nephew fished a couple days and man what a it was a good weekend yes good. it was good to be back in church yesterday always um if you weren't in church shame shame on you um <laughs> So, hey, here's the the question of the week that nobody, (laughs) nobody Nobody. got right. Well, if they did, they didn't let us know. Yeah, if you did, hey, you don't get a coffee mug. (laughs) Here was the answer. Moab is called in the book of Psalms twice the wash pot. So Moab is where... um, Ruth was found by, and I want to call the lady's name that went there, but I can't. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Naomi. Naomi went. There you go. I just, I had my mind went blank. Um, where Naomi and her husband went with uh, their sons, and then so they find Ruth, and Ruth, their sons die. Ruth comes back with Naomi, refuses mm-hmm. to leave her side, right. and guess what? That's the lineage of Jesus right. came right. through Ruth. So the answer was Ruth, actually. That's a long way to get around the answer being Ruth, who came from Moab. Anyway. It was kind of a trick question. It was tricky. We He's looking at me biblical like, people on here. Okay. But it was kind of, it was a good, tricky question. <laughs> Producer Dan Don, we actually want everybody on here. I'm just, I'm sort of feeling myself again. Again? Always. It's usually always. <laughs> You know, God's word just excites me. Yes. Um, I, I hope it does to you out there. But you ought to get excited. Um, let me ask you a question. Here, here we go. All right, this. I'm okay. 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 <laughs> Here's an easy one for this week, and I'm telling you, it's so easy. All this right. isn't really a biblical question. Well, it's just a question. Okay. What is Pastor Hanks? <laughs> Favorite book of the Bible. Oh, that's a good one. The first to email Miss Mona I'll be on the Mosaic of Marion um, website. And that address is podcast at marionbcva.com. And the first one to get on our Instagram account. And producer Dan will get that. That You're looking at, I cannot throw you any easier one. <laughs> okay, so there's two ways to win. You cannot win on both of them, though. That's right. So, amen to that. Have your Bibles turned to Hebrews chapter 2. Let's just dive in. Let's. Hey, great. I'm not giving away anything, but there's a possible special guest next week. Special guest next week. 
there's a pot so you really want to tune in <laughs> oh my goodness i was about to say something then but i'm not going to say <laughs> and it wasn't about our special guests it's about me and you i can only imagine oh, what you're gonna i'll say. tell you all fair oh okay that's probably good <laughs> I'm learning. Uh huh. That's good. Not everything comes out. That's right. That that's good. Out. So no Hebrews chapter two. I have very little. I have chicken wire as a filter. <laughs> Hebrews chapter two. Um, and Miss Mona is going to read fourteen, fourteen through the end of the chapter. You pray first. That would be good. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, we do love you. God, we love to laugh. And you gave us laughter, and you put it within us as one of the emotions that we have and, and part of who we are and our makeup. So, Lord, you tell us in Scripture, laughter doeth good like a medicine. And so, Father God, I do pray that as, as people listen, that they will get a smile out of us. But most importantly, yep. their relationship with Jesus would be drawn closer and be made stronger. God, I pray, as some preachers have said in the past, to keep us all close and clean. We want to honor you in all that we do, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, Hebrews 2, 14 through 18 says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, speaking of Jesus, likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Wow, what a passage. What a passage. And I think I always... um, throw people off guard because I talk about this passage at at Christmas and I posted on my Facebook post and I did a devotion here at the church um, at a woman's dinner thing about on this passage at Christmas time. And people don't probably don't usually think of Hebrews (laughs) two as a Christmas passage, but yet um, I I don't remember when it was when I first discovered it and, and had it really hit me. But um, ever since then, I just think about it every, especially at Christmas. Don't you just love it when things like that hit you? Yes. Yeah. It just sort of, you know, you've read it and you read it and then bam, all of that's like, yes, my Lanta. Right. There it is. Sort of like what I preached on yesterday uh, that we dealt with the Uh grace of God being a name of Jesus. (laughs) And it's just there. Right. And, and so it just came out. So anyway, so let's just sort of jump off here and talk about what we're reading. Um, how you want to start? <laughs> I mean, we, we literally, guys, as we're, we're thinking here, we're, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to go for it. Man. Okay. How we, how we go in. So there's a lot here, and it does talk about the birth because it talks about, I'm going to give you a main point, and then I'm going to let you run, and then you I'm going to follow you. Oh. Okay? I've done this two weeks in a row uh-huh. now, Dan. And I'm rolling my eyes at him every yes. time. <laughs> It speaks of the fact that he came in flesh and blood. Yes. It speaks, it does. It speaks about the birth of Jesus. And right. it readily says that he had, I love that as you read it again. And, you know, sometimes it's good to read out loud. Yes. Too. Yep. You ever thought, I mean, I do that some in my office when mm-hmm. I'm really wanting to get the nuts and bolts of a passage. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it in different um, translations. And then I read it out loud. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that helps to hear. Right. But how when you read and you said, for surely it is not angels that he helps. Yes. 
but the seed of Abraham. Right. It just like it exploded in my ears. Mm-hmm. Just to know, I mean, I knew the truth. Right. And just, wow. Right. Well, that and that's one of the reasons why I love this whole passage is because it speaks directly and leaves no um, doubt as to why Jesus had to be born as a baby mm-hmm. and why he had to come um, as a baby and and being born with flesh and blood. And it starts off right there because we have flesh and blood. Then he had to have flesh and blood. He had to become like us. And so this whole that whole section um, talks about his um, becoming man. He was fully God, fully man, and and so it gives proof to that. And then explains the rest of it. Explains why he had to become man. Exactly. I've been asked a question: Why didn't God just say, "Okay, right, just believe in me, and you can go to heaven, no right. problem"? Well. The righteous, requ- I love to put it this way, the righteous requirement yes. of the law uh-huh. said something must die. Right. A perfect animal. Right. That was a picture of Leviticus that had to die. Let me just throw this out there. I love, it, it sort of teases the same thing in First Peter mm-hmm. at the at the end of it. For, well, not the end of it, the middle of it. <laughs> um, I'm going to start at verse 10. Just, and just really more about salvation, but deals with the angel thing. It says in First Peter chapter one verse ten concerning this salvation, the yes. prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. And here's the part I love. Yep. Things into which angels long oh. to look. Yes, yes. What a statement. Yep. Angels don't understand it. No. Nope. I, I wonder, you know, and I think you've heard me preach when I, I, I deal with this. I wonder what the angels thought when Jesus was placed into Mary. Right. Can you picture what... Where's he going? Can you hear Gabriel and Michael <laughs> having on? a discussion? What, what, what? Where's the Prince of Heaven going? Uh-huh. He's always been right here beside of God the Father. He's always been around the Holy Spirit. What's going on? Right. And then I believe they had to say, he's sending them down there to deal with those knuckleheads down there. <laughs> and I think that as they as they they watch him grow, and they and I still think they had confusion. And then we know. You know that they wanted to come. When Jesus said, I could call 10 right. and get 10,000 angels. Right. And you know that they were ready. Especially Michael. Yes. The one that fights. Yes. You know they were ready at a moment's notice. Right. Lord, just send us down there. We'll clean right. this mess up and we'll bring him back right beside of you. But he couldn't. Right. And he had to. So why, is there any other reason in your mind, other than the righteous requirement of the law, that he had to be with us? I like us. Excuse me. Well, this, I mean, what I love about this passage, what it talks about is that um, in verse 17, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God. And then in 18, it says, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he's able to help those who are being tempted. And so what I always draw out of this and um, is that 
he became like us so that he could understand us. He could sympathize with us. We could go into chapter four and it talks about how he sympathizes with our weaknesses. Um, and because he walked the road that we walk, he, he was tempted, he suffered. Um, and so he can then be merciful and faithful to us because he has experienced those things. Stop for just a minute there, guys, out, out there, and listen and think about this. And I'm just I'm looking at the passage you're speaking mm-hmm. of in Hebrews four. Mm-hmm. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, yes. but one who in every uh, listen closely to this, yep. who in every aspect has been tempted as we are. Think about all that entails. Yes, right. Everything. Everything we go through. See, the enemy wants to think that you're the only person out there going yes. through whatever you're going through. Right. But if you would go to First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen, there's a part in there and of that verse that says, "That is common to man." Mm-hmm. Translated, you are not the only person to go through whatever you're struggling with out there. Right. Many others have. I mean, think about this: millions of others right. have gone through it. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. I didn't yet, finish the sentence. Right. I was going to say, but it says. <laughs> Go ahead, finish it off. Well, it says, yet without sin. So he faced all of those temptations, um, but he'd never sinned. Whereas we never. sin, never. He was completely without sin. And so that's what makes him the perfect sacrifice. That's what makes him able to um, be that perfect high priest. Um, and But it also, and I did write a devotion about this, and that, um, you know, just think about what are you struggling with? Well, Jesus understands. You know, what are you being tempted with? Well, Jesus was tempted with it too. And if he was able to face those temptations and not sin, surely he can provide for you a way out of that temptation, which we're promised without sin. And so um, so anything that you can think of that you're struggling with, that you're dealing with, he's been there. And so then how awesome is that then that we are able then to turn our eyes to him and be know that he completely gets it and, and understands and sympathizes and can help us. And that's why he can be called the God of all comfort. Yes. And the father of mercy. Right. Right. Because he's been there. He's right. walked, as you said, he's walked that road. Right. That path he's is trodden down by him. Right. And I'm just sitting over here thinking, man, it just came to my remembrance one more time. You know, some people say, man, being a Christian is the hardest thing you'll ever do. That's not right. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's, now, I want you to think about this. It's impossible to live the Christian life right. outside of <laughs> Jesus living it through you, right. which is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yep. So I want you out there, if you think it's by works, it's not. Right. You're not getting to heaven on your works. You cannot be a good Christian on your works. You've got to open yourself up and let the Holy Spirit live through you. Jesus is the only one to live the life perfectly. Right. The only one in all the billions and billions of people that have ever lived, only one has lived the perfect Christian life. Right. So you best let him live it through you. <laughs> right. Because he's the one that did it perfectly. Right. And the, and and that's why he gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can live through that power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it is available to us. We just have to take advantage of it, which we don't <laughs> as much all. as we should. Um, it also reminded me, um, Philippians 4, 1, <laughs> 2. <laughs> it's somewhere.
Philippians. <laughs> just turn to the book. It's four chapters. That's it. I'll find it. Seriously, can I just throw a comment out, out there to you, you guys out there? <laughs> there, are, there are books like this that, that you should read. Literally, Philippians has, has four chapters. Yep. You can literally read it in five minutes. Yep. And it's a book on joy. And, yep. and if there was something that I would say to the Christians out there, you need to have more joy in your life. Mm -hmm. Man, especially this year. Yes. We, us three, have, have talked about just, I mean, it's, it's just been a bad year, man. Yep. But in the midst of it, there have been times of joy. I mean, I've had the privilege of leading a couple people to the Lord mm -hmm. through this. Mm -hmm. And, um, as long as you got Jesus, you got joy. Right. You know, Paul wrote this when he was in jail. Right. I'd be singing the pouty mouth Eeyore <laughs> Christian song. Whoa, whoa with me. I'm a little Christian. <laughs> but I don't think Paul was doing that. I think Not Paul was singing. Right. Anyway, go where you're going. <laughs> Just a little aside. I want to encourage you to read your Bible. So Philippians 2 verses 6 through 8 talks also about Jesus coming and um, taking on humanity and being fully man. And it it says that though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. And just showing his willingness to do it, both passages kind of support each other, and showing his willingness to become a man, to be born as a baby, to take on this flesh and blood, um, and to... Um, lay aside everything that he had in heaven with his heavenly father um, in order to come down to earth and be a man. So what does it mean when it says he emptied himself? <laughs> well. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, thanks, Hank. Um, I mean, I think it, it means that because we know that he was fully God and fully man, but he, um, I, I believe he didn't tap into the things that he could have tapped into being fully God. Um, Let me think? help you out. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, you're, you're on the right path. Right. I'm just trying to, I was trying to, cause I think I thought you were searching for something to it, show. Words would be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, take for instance, I do believe Jesus didn't tap into everything that he could have. Right. He never lost the ability right. to tap he into anything. Right. Absolutely. But he set, Okay, here's what I believe. We're going to get really deep, so hang with me, okay? Mm -hmm. The Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus showed who truly was. And I yes. believe in heaven, Jesus has Shekinah glory just pouring out of yes. every pore of his being in right. heaven. Whatever mm -hmm. his being he is, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to claim to know. I know he's a man in right. a sense, in that aspect. Right. But Shekinah glory just pours out. Well, he took that inside, yes. and he only let it show that one time. Yes. And then other times when he remember when he was talking to disciples, he's and they ask about his his return, and he said, "Only the Father in yes, heaven knows." Right. Now, do I think Jesus knows now? Yes, yes, but right. I think Jesus had set that aside mm -hmm. on his own choosing and his own way to say, you know what, right now in in this aspect of who I am, this role, yes, I'm fully God, yes, I'm fully man, but I've chosen for these things not to to bring it to remembrance because mm -hmm. I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. Do I think for a moment he didn't know? I think he could have tapped into that resource. Right, and could have known. But the Bible says he emptied himself. Right, 
yes. of certain things. I know you think I'm double speaking, but I'm not because right. this is why you cannot figure out God. Yes. Yes, he emptied himself of it, but he never really emptied yes. himself of it if you really want <laughs> to get down to right. it. He, he was still right. He was still God. He was still fully God. He was still fully man. Yes. But, <laughs> and I know some of you are going, you got double speak. <laughs> I want to say it again. I don't want a God I can understand. Yeah. That If I can understand him, he's not God. Yes. So I want a God that, yeah, he can say on the one hand that he emptied himself, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, he says he's fully God. Yes, right. That's crazy. Right. And our finite minds struggle to wrap your mind around it, but it doesn't make it wrong. It is still absolutely positively true, and I believe it with every yes. stinking yes. fiber yes. of my being. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. There, did I help you out with that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That wasn't a real resounding no, show absolutely, there. Absolutely. Um, I was just trying to figure out where to go next. Oh, um, I've got it. Okay, go. Not only I'm going to where I told you I was going at okay. the very beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> but not only it tells us, <coughs> excuse me, or the Bible tells us in the very beginning what had to happen. Yes. If you go all the way back to the very beginning, yes. the pre-evangelon uh-huh. there in Genesis chapter 3, it says that the seed of man mm-hmm. will bruise his heel, right. but God's seed. Right. Oh, let me just go back. I, I got fourteen. See, I'm all kind of <laughs> jacked up now. The seed, the seed of the enemy. Yes. Yeah. He said, "I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring." I'm sorry, I had totally wrong. Between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, talking about what Jesus is going to do, and you shall bruise his heel. That's what the Antichrist, was, uh, the devil, is going to do with Jesus on the cross. That bruised his heel because he stayed dead for three days, and then mm-hmm. he came back. <laughs> <laughs> Get that sucker. Anyway, but to do that, he had to be one of us. Right. And that's what that points to. It had to be the seed. Isn't it crazy that Satan tricked the seed of woman or the seed of God in a sense, but it was the seed of woman that ultimately killed him off. Take that enemy. (laughs) Because it does say here that, um, that through death in Hebrews, going back to Hebrews two, that through death, um, Jesus might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is the devil, exactly. um, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery, which would be us who uh, outside of Christ are slaves to sin and slaves that thus to death and living in fear of death because that would be our end, the only end that we would be able to have. But through Christ, we don't have to fear death, and we don't have to even we don't have to die. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't fear death. No, I'm not looking all. forward to right. to the dying process, <laughs> right? Because who knows what that may, may take. <laughs> but death, no. I know when I die, I'm going to heaven yes. with Jesus, and yes. and what a mighty thought. And here's what I also see in this passage: you cannot have the cradle without the cross. Yeah, it points to both in this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he had to be born mm-hmm. the same way you and I were born, right. born of a woman. You know, of water and spirit. Right. But he had to die as a man also. And then through the power of the resurrection power that was found within him, rise himself up. You know, I love that passage. No one takes my life from me. I yes. lay it down on my own accord. And not only do I lay it down, but I pick it yeah. back up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my land. Yes. Get you some of that, <laughs> devil. Um, you can't deal with it. Um, 
so and he wants to be a he's a merciful and faithful high priest aren't you glad for god's yes. I, I just focus on god's mercy for me right. too yes he's so merciful mm-hmm. as i say he's a father of mercy when you know when he pours it out nobody ever ever deserves it nope. i know i don't nope. i mean i know me i think i'm it's not like somebody's tooting their own horn here but i try to be really self-aware mm-hmm. of the fact just how big of a sinner i am still now right at times when i totally fall short and i'm so thankful for god's grace and god's mercy which is two sides of the same coin grace and mercy without it we all would end up in a place called hell right but god i'm gonna go back to that but god and it really and i haven't written this in here but i'm gonna write it in here Mm. that's really the theme of these verses is but god yep he had the final answer so, well, and it and it talks about I'm that. I'm about to cry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and it talks about that in Hebrews four, which is a, the end of it. That um, says, "Then with confidence we can draw near to the throne of grace, that we may m- receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need." And He gives that to us so freely. And I was reading something to today um i don't even remember what it was but something i read today talking about how sometimes we can get caught up in saying life's not fair and i think that um many of us have probably said that statement through this whole covid thing i have <laughs> and you know that life is not fair and it's not supposed to be this way and and it shouldn't be this way and yet the reality is that any good thing that we have is is only here be- we only have it because jesus gave it to us mm-hmm. and and Really, all that we deserve is nothing good right. in hell, and and so to say that life is not fair, anything that we have is more than we should have. You know, I really struggled with that this year. Yeah, um, it's just been a struggle. It's been a hard year, and you know, with the death of my dad and and. It's been a hard year. Yep. But God. <laughs> but God, right, exactly. Um, I love the description, right? And I, haven't we done a podcast on that passage? <laughs> Didn't we do one early on on that passage? Which? In the, Hebrews 4. Um. Yeah, well, Producer did Producer Dan, can you give me a nod, yes remember. or no? That he was the throne of grace. I thought... Well, I, that was my devotion. I don't know. I don't remember. I know this. In that passage, I love the picture of the throne of god yes. being a throne of grace yes and we can i know we dealt with because we talk about being able to boldly well we did talk about it. yes yeah um maybe not specifically but i know we've referenced that yes. quite a bit when we were talking about worship from and hebrews 11 yes i, w- I want to give you another picture of just understanding that it is it's the throne of grace yeah god desires he didn't send his son um Okay, episode 16. There you go. There we That's are. That's my producer, Producer Dan, Dan was shoving it in my face. Thanks, Dan. Um, and that was a serious thing, so I'm not even wanting to come across bad. You totally made me lose my train of thought. Um, I don't have a clue. Well, you were talking about the fact that it's a throne of grace. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
I mean, when I lost it this time, y'all, I just Sometimes I can read your it. mind, but not um, right now. It's it's something that we don't deserve, and it's something that, that God didn't have to give us. Mm-hmm. But it speaks again to, I got where I was going, the, that God loved us so much. I want you to understand, and, and our time is legit gone. I'm going to make this statement, then I'm going to let you say something and close in prayer. Um, God loves us so much in spite of us. Yep. That he sent his son to be born of a virgin, live a perfect life, and die upon the cross. The prince of heaven, God himself, died on a cross so that you could have life eternal with him in heaven. Yep. I want you to think about that. Yep. And just ponder on that for just a little bit. All right? right? Right. Okay. And I would go back to just remind you what we said and what we were talking about, about how he suffered. He was tempted. Um, he knew hardship. And so I, you know, I see people post about, you know, uh, uh, things are rough today. I mean, I, I read us, you know, things are rough and, but I'm, I've got my coffee and it's going to give me what, and I'm a coffee drinker, but believe me, it's only Jesus that can get me through the day. Um, and so, um, cling to Jesus and just keep your eyes on him because he knows exactly what you're going through and what you need. He, he knows the grace and mercy that you need to have and will give it to you so that you can deal with those things. Amen. Amen. And that is why he had to be born as a baby. Yes. Which is, it, I mean, it's astounding, isn't it? Past astounding. astounding. <laughs> Past astounding. Pray for us. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your plan of salvation that we read about from the very beginning in Genesis. And we thank you that we can read through our entire scripture that we have to know um, what your purpose was and we can see um, the reason, the purposes for what you did. And we thank you so much that you sent Jesus and that Jesus willingly came and took on flesh and blood so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest so that he can could abolish death for us. And Lord, the grace and mercy that we receive um, is overwhelming sometimes, but we are just so thankful for it. And so Lord, I pray that we will um, remember that and keep our eyes on you. And and Lord, bless us as we go. And thank you for this um, time that we can be here. Thank you for those who are listening. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey guys, once again, this is the Mosaic of Mary, and I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and with me today has been my home slice, Miss Mona. Glad you're back with us again today. And their producer, Dan, maybe maybe in a few weeks we'll bring you back. Let's talk. (laughs) Hey, God bless you guys. Bye-bye.